0: Good morning. Oh, for the good old days when it was just the Roman army that required the uh, church to start late and not technology. Uh, We're suffering with uh, technology this morning, Uh, so if you will, get your songbooks out. Uh, Go ahead and turn number 717. That will be the first song, and we will be using songbooks throughout our worship this morning. Speaking of songbooks, I want to read you just two verses from, from one song that you're all familiar with. I love thy kingdom, Lord, the house of thine abode. The church, our blessed Redeemer, saved with his own precious blood. I love thy church, O God. Her walls before thee stand, dear as the apple of thine eye, engraven on thy hand. Jesus, thou friend divine, our Savior and our King, Thy hand from every snare and foe shall great deliverance bring. Sure as thy truth shall last, to Zion shall be given. The brightest glories earth can yield and brighter bliss of heaven. When we talk about the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, it can be referred to in two ways. The kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of heaven, the church here, the body of the saved here uh, in this life and on this earth we are a local congregation of that larger body we meet on the first day of the week because that's the example that we have of the new testament church and all that we do here today we feel that we can find in scripture if you see something that we do that you don't agree with or as you feel is not from scripture please let us know you'd be our friend you would straighten us out, but we'd be happy to sit down and talk with you about anything that we do here today. If you are a visitor, we're very happy to have you here with us today. You're our honored guest, and if you will, uh, just so we'll have a record of your attendance, there's a card in the back of the pew right in front of you there. Um, if you will, complete that to whatever degree uh, you want. Give it to one, someone around you or place it in that black box as you walk out of uh, the auditorium. If you will, and you haven't so far, turn your cell phones off so that uh, we can be uninterrupted by that. I need to announce also that uh, next Sunday, uh, following our morning worship service, we'll ask that everyone just stay seated and we'll conduct business that we have to conduct on behalf of the state to make sure that we are in line as an organization, a recognized uh, corporation uh, in the state. And so that will be next Sunday following morning worship. Today, John Kelly will be uh, leading our singing, and as we said, number 717 will be our first song. Chad Judge will have our reading and prayer. Uh, The Lord's Table, Steve McLeod, uh, will handle, and the closing prayer will be uh, led by Dickie Parker. If you will, please bow for a word of prayer with me before we begin. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for being our father and our creator and our God, our sustainer of life. We pray, Father, that we will always acknowledge you and recognize you as all of those descriptors that we just offered. But not only with our tongues, but with our hearts, with our worship, our thoughts as we gather here, that we'll be focused on honoring and glorifying you and giving you the praise that you so richly deserve. We pray, Father, that as we gather this morning, that the things we do will be in keeping with your will, that as we sing these songs, that they will be from scripture or contain scriptural thoughts, that we will focus on them and mean them as we sing the words, that we will do our best or offer from our lips songs of praise, thanksgiving. As we listen to God's word later on, Father, we pray that we will listen attentively that we will do what we can to ascertain the truth that we find in those words that David will preach to us and that we can apply them to our lives, having found them to be so. As we partake of the Lord's Supper later, Father, we pray that each of us who does so will do everything that we can to focus on the sacrifice that Jesus made on our behalf, the love that he had for us and has for us, and the love that you have and had for us in that act. We pray that you be with us now as we enter into worship. your son's name, amen.
1: Let's all please stand as we sing hymn number 17, victory in Jesus. I heard an old, old story, how a savior came. From glory. Now he came
2: to the for He has me glory and
1: Next hymn this morning, number 213. He gave me a song. 213. <clears throat> and after this hymn, Brother Chad judge, we'll have our scripture reading and prayer. <clears throat> <clears throat> he took my burdens all away up to my bride. My
2: Thank oh.
3: Scripture reading for today comes from the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 17 and verse 20. Matthew 17, verse 20. He replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Let us pray. Father, we come to you now, thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us, this time and opportunity that we have to come together to, to worship you and to sing praises to you and to learn more about your word. Father, we thank you for all that you do for us, and we thank you for all the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Father, we do pray for all the ones that are listed in the in the bulletin that are on our hearts and minds that are are dealing with sickness and illness and cancer and that you will continue to be with them and you'll strengthen and encourage them and be with the doctors that administer them. Father we do pray that what we do here today is well pleasing in your sight and it is according to your word. We thank you for John and his leading in the singing and be with Steve today as he we surround the table to reflect on Jesus's death. And Father we pray We pray that you'll be with Dave as he gives us a message today that we will apply to our lives and that we will be better Christians uh, for the week to come. Father, we do thank you for all that you do for us, and we especially thank you for Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Next time this morning, number 742, when I surveyed the wondrous cross, 742.
2: When I survey the wondrous cross on which the...
4: come to the, to the uh, place in the service where we um, perform, I feel like it's the most holy uh, thing that we do um, through the week. This is our communion with, with God, with Jesus, and, um, and together, and uh, in order to direct our minds so that we, we have our minds where we want them or they need to be, then I would like to, uh, to direct our attention to that garden the night that uh, Jesus was betrayed, and Judas has betrayed him with a kiss. And uh, it said there, then in verse 52, then uh, in verse 50, uh, 51. And behold, one of them that was with, with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Then said Jesus unto him, put up again thy sword into its place for all that they take the sword shall perish with the sword. Think, thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels. 12 legions of angels. When I was a young man, um, running around with a bunch of boys, and one of my these friends was a really nervous individual. And um, I had an old cutlass that had a V8 and a four-barrel carburetor in it, and I liked to use that thing. And he didn't like for me to use that thing. And uh, every place on Route 152, from Lavalette to Huntington or back, if there was a dotted yellow line and I had a chance to pass somebody that was going slower than I wanted to I did it and uh, every time I would do it that boy would rock back in his seat and put his feet in the dash and he said man you are looking for a way out aren't you we can we can stand a lot of things for a little while we can put up with a lot of things for a little while and how long we can put up with those things how long we can 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 do those things has a lot to do with how painful they are and there's walks that we've walked in our lives that we didn't want to walk there's things that we did that we didn't want to do I can remember carrying my dad's casket I didn't want to walk that walk but there are things that we do and, and we can do anything for a little while you can stick your hand underneath a hot water spigot for a few seconds you can stick your hand in a open flame for just a split second. Jesus had the opportunity for a way out. He had the opportunity to call 12 legions of angels. I looked this up, a legion of angels, a legion was defined by 6,000. 6,000 soldiers. Times 12 is 72,000 soldiers. And if you want to idea of the damage that 72,000 angels can, can, can do, you'll just have to look back at Second Kings chapter 19 verse 35 when the angel slew 185,000 Assyrian soldiers in one night. Jesus had a way out but he didn't take it. He could have destroyed mankind. He could have destroyed those that are around but he chose to love us instead. He could have said that this is enough. I can understand Jesus submitting himself through love of the Father and through the love of us. I can understand him submitting himself to be arrested. I can understand a little bit about him submitting himself to be humiliated, spit upon, made fun of. God in the flesh allowing himself to be spit upon. But I can understand that. I can understand to a degree submitting yourself, him submitting himself to the beatings that he knew was coming, brutal and vicious. I can understand, I can understand him submitting himself to uh, being laid out on a cross while men that hated him drove nails through his hands and his feet. I can understand why they, him allowing him to lift him up over that crowd as he looked at him? Most of them would have nothing to do with him anyway. They saw it as a waste of time. What I can't see, what I can't understand is not in the first hour of the crucifixion but in the fifth hour Body, horrifying pain. A crowd that jeered you, made fun of you, mocked you. But then what's worse is that my sin, your sin, he took it upon him. And and he'd never known sin. And God couldn't be with him then. And that's what I don't understand. How love could compel him to put himself in a place that he knew was coming that his father would not be there. He could have destroyed us all, but he chose love instead. They chose, he chose to love us. So this morning as we, as we take these emblems, the bread that, separ- that uh, represents that body that hung on that cross, And the blood that represents that cleansing from sin. Then take a second and put yourself in that place. There at the foot of that cross as we pray. Our Father, Lord God in heaven. Thank you for all you do for us, dear Lord. Thank you for that sacrifice, dear Heavenly Father. Dear Lord, we are humbled when we take the time to to really truly understand what all was given on our behalf, dear Lord. Father, we we thank you for that sacrifice, dear Heavenly Father, that made a way that we could not make for our own. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that you forgive us of our sins. Dear Lord, we ask that you be with us as we take this bread that, that represents that body that was given freely for us, dear Heavenly Father, that paid the penalty that we couldn't pay. Dear Lord, we ask that you bless it. Bless us as we take it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. When the crowd of soldiers showed up to arrest Jesus, he asked them, whom seek ye? This morning we need to ask ourselves, who seek I? Who am I seeking and am I seeking? Is that sacrifice made on that cross? Does it it provide motivation for the way I live? Or is it an accessory to my life? He gave all and as that song we just sang there's nothing we can give that's enough I wanted to read real quick Colossians 20 through 22 and having been made peace through the blood of a cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh to the death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. We pray with him, please? Heavenly Father, Lord, we continue this prayer, dear Heavenly Father, thankful for the, uh, the blood that, that that. reconciled us, dear Heavenly Father, that justified us, that provided righteousness to us, dear Lord, that we could not provide on our own. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for that love that was shown on that cross, dear Heavenly Father, the the sacrifice for the, that was made for us while we were yet enemies. Dear Lord, we pray that we take this emblem, the fruit of the vine, dear Heavenly Father. We ask that you bless it, and we take it in a, a manner that is pleasing to you, remembering the, the importance of that sacrifice. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Includes the lord's supper um separate and apart we're given a commandment to lay by and store um so many times we get um we lose sight of what's really important uh we get to the point where we're, we're trying to do our careers we're trying to make the money and we're trying to provide what we feel to be security uh, for our families um i remember I, I operated under the false pretense there for the longest time that i kept my family safe and it was never me it was always god Uh, that I provided for my family. And again, it wasn't me, it was God. Um, There is no security that we have on this earth except in and by Jesus. That's it, and God. Um, Everything else can leave in a moment. So we are truly and wonderfully blessed to live in this country. We are truly and wonderfully blessed to have more than what we need. Um, And listening to some of the the reports about the mission trip to Peru, uh, we'll put that in perspective for you. So this morning, um, God has commanded us to lay by and store, to give as we've been prospered, and to give with a a happy and joyful heart. Um, So if you'll go to prayer with me, please. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you so much for all that you bless us with, dear Heavenly Father. Sometimes we as spoiled children forget to remember where that comes from, dear Heavenly Father. But dear Lord, we realize that all blessings are in and through you, dear Heavenly Father, and we thank you for that that you've bestowed on us, dear Heavenly Father. Father, we ask that you be with us as we give. Let us do so in a joyful heart. Dear Lord, may that money be used to further your kingdom in any way that you see fit. Dear Heavenly Father, And I pray that you be with the elders as they make those decisions. Dear Heavenly Father, that it be used to do so. Dear Lord, thank you again for all that we have. But thank you more for that sacrifice who makes us who we are. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.
1: Let's all please stand again. We'll sing hymn number 755 when the roll is called up yonder. 755. This <clears> time, <throat> young children, from two to five year olds, may go to the children's Bible hour. 755. When the trumpet of the Lord shall
2: sound, and time shall be no more, and the morning brings eternal light and day. When the saint of earth shall gather over on the other shore, and the world is far and another-
1: Invitation hymn for this morning, number 777, whosoever heareth, 777, this time of the day.
5: Well, good morning, church family. Hope everyone is doing all right this morning. Uh, Chris is away. He's at Beckley on a mission trip right now, um, and uh, he'll be back later on this evening, um, but uh, today... I'm here giving you a lesson. Um, I want you to think to yourself what is the most astonishing thing that you've ever seen? The most astonishing thing you've ever seen. Maybe it was your child being born, maybe it was a sunrise, sunset. Or maybe it was someone that gave themselves the Christ that you thought that would never, ever do that. What was the most astonishing astonishing thing that you've ever seen? I remember when I was a kid, probably the most astonishing thing that I witnessed is that when I was a kid, we... um, did stupid things, and this was really dumb. And uh, you know, on one side, behind my house, we lived behind a creek. And on one side of the creek was my property, and the other side was somebody else's. But we were just good friends, and we used to take bottle rockets and. Take them in our hand and throw them at each other. Lit. That's the reason why I have all my fingers today. Um, and I'm astonished that I still have all my fingers. You know, I'm astonished that I still have my hearing. And but one day we were we were digging this fort, getting ready for to shoot fireworks at each other. Because that's what we're planning. we didn't celebrate the 4th. We just celebrated shooting fireworks at each other. And we were digging this giant hole. And it wasn't, you know, when you're a kid, the deeper the hole is, the better. It's like you're trying to dig the China. And so we're digging this deep, deep, deep hole. And it's probably about three of us digging in it. And, uh, I mean, this hole is so deep, we have to help each other out of it. It is that deep. So, we're down there digging dirt, throwing it up, and just um, I lived right next to a creek, a water moccasin fell into the hole. I tell you what, you've never seen three boys jump out of a hole so fast. It still astonishes me today that we jumped, We jumped that high. We didn't have to help each other out. We're, it was amazing. I mean, it was, it, it still baffles me today on the, really crazy things it did when I was a kid and, and lived through. But I came across this story. came across this story that, in Luke chapter 8, that's so astonishing. It's life-changing. And I hope this morning that it changes your life. If will, cool. turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, verse 43
2: through 48.
5: Luke chapter 8, verse 43, 43 through 48. And I want to set the stage here for a moment. Jesus and his disciples are on shore near the Sea of Galilee. And they just healed a demon-possessed man named Legion. And all of a sudden, this crowd, there, they're wanting Jesus to leave. They're, they're, they're making him leave the land. So he gets back in the boat, and he goes across the other side. But as soon as he makes landfall... This crowd's different. They're expecting Jesus. They want Jesus there. They're not telling him to leave. They're asking him to stay. And they meet Jesus there when he makes landfall, and they're all gathered around him, and they're pushing and shoving on him. And the disciples there, they're trying to protect him. I mean, you can almost picture it like a mob of girls at an Elvis Presley concert or a Beatles concert. It was, here's these bodyguards protecting Jesus. In verse 43, reads, And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. Now, some Bibles, they say that she was hemorrhaging. Now, if you're hemorrhaging... <clears throat> You're losing blood. Your your blood vessels are busted and you're losing blood. Now, you may be losing blood internal or external, but you're losing a lot of blood in a short amount of time. So here's this woman. She's bleeding. Mixed in with this large crowd. And she's been bleeding for 12 years. And Mark chapter 5 verse 51 says that she has spent everything she had. All the money she's ever had to stop this bleeding. She went to go see doctor after doctor. So you could probably see how desperate this woman is. I mean, as soon as this woman hears that Jesus is coming, you kind of think that she's going to be the first person there. The first person on shore to see Jesus. I mean, for 12 years, after seeing doctor after doctor, and putting her faith in them but always being let down. Verse 44 reads, she came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak and immediately her bleeding stopped. How many years she been bleeding? 12 years? And one touch, one touch of Jesus' cloak, the bleeding stops. Let's look at verse 45. Who touched me, Jesus asked. I want you to listen to this, what, what, what Jesus says here. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people in the crowd... Are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, someone touched me. I know that power has gone out of me. It isn't that Jesus didn't know who had touched him. It's that Jesus wanted this woman. He wanted this woman to come forward and identify herself. Jesus wanted to teach her and also maybe the crowd that his cloak didn't have magic powers in it. That just by touching his clothes wouldn't heal you. I mean, according to uh, to Jewish law, a man who touched a woman who was bleeding was considered unclean. whether this bleeding was normal or not. But in this woman's case, as a result of her illness, they would not touch her. They would not look at her. They would not talk to her because they considered her unclean. But Jesus proclaims, to hundreds of people that day that this woman, unclean woman, had touched him. And he healed her. In Jesus' mind, this suffering woman was not to be overlooked as one of God's creations. But she deserved the same attention and respect. Continue reading in verse 47. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had instantly been healed. How many times? How many times have we heard this story? Once, twice, hundreds. Maybe this is your first time ever hearing this story. But every single time I read this story, I think that it's talking to me. The point that I'm trying to get at is sometimes I want to know where my faith is. Where is my faith? How many times did I call upon Jesus but didn't respond? How many times did I reach out for Jesus? How many times did I call upon him? But I sit there and I look with a blank stare on my face. Say, Jesus, it wasn't me. I didn't call upon you. I didn't reach out for you. No, it must have been somebody else. Or maybe I was going through this situation in my life, but I'm not going through it anymore. So I don't need you anymore. Why is it every single time we come to Christ is when we are struggling and we are going through hurt. But when he heals us, we don't even acknowledge him. Listen to what Mark says in, verse, in chapter 5, verse 30. At once, Jesus realized that a power had gone out from him. He turned around to the crowd and he asked, Who touched my clothes? Verse 31. You see, the people are crowded against you. His disciples answered, And yet, you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. You see, sometimes we feel like that God doesn't know what's going on in our lives. We feel like that God doesn't know what's going on in our heads, in our hearts, maybe behind closed doors. But God knows. He sees and knows everything. Our faith is so blinded by this world that a lot of times we just go through the motions. We hear you, Jesus, but I'm going to ignore you. I hear you, but I'm not going to listen to you. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I'm sick and tired of not having enough faith in my life. I'm so tired of it, I want to do something about it. I want something to change in my life and I need something to change in my life and I must listen and obey I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one here this morning that struggles with their faith there are so many here so many people that are not here if we had the faith we'd be here we had the faith would be here Sunday evening. If we had the faith, we'd be here Wednesday. Verse 47. Then a woman seeing that she could not go unnoticed came trembling and falls at his feet in the presence of the people and she told why she touched him. She realizes then, she realizes Jesus' power, and she falls at Jesus' feet, and she's probably crying, explaining the reason why I mean, for 12 years, I've been bleeding. For 12 years, I've gone seen doctor after doctor. I spent all the money I've ever had. But I knew seeing you, Jesus, would heal me. Amazing. I mean, how astonishing it would have been to have been there to see that. It had been amazing. This woman suffering most of her life, being healed. I want you to listen to what Jesus says next in verse 48. And then, the, then he said, this is what Jesus said to her. Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Her faith has healed her. Jesus even goes as far as calling her daughter. See, this is where I want to be in my relationship with Jesus. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could be called sons and daughters because of our faith in Him? You see, you and I, we may not be bleeding like this woman but we all go through hurt. We're all going through something in our life. Maybe it's grief, maybe it's depression, maybe it's anxiety, or maybe it's a broken friendship, or maybe it's a marriage. But we all hurt. We all suffer somehow. But you see, when you put your faith In our Lord Jesus Christ, not just a leg or an arm, but our full body, Jesus does astonishing things in your life. And when he does astonishing things in your life, don't worry on how things happen or or how. Don't try to figure out. Just take it on faith. And when he blesses you, accept his blessings, announce him, call out his name, shout it from the mountaintops. Because when you announce him, he announces you. Where is your faith? Pray that it's strong. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it reads, For we walk by faith, not by sight. A verse we should all be familiar with. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. In Hebrews 11, verse 6, And without faith it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. See, when we walk by faith, when we read in his word, when we hear his word, we grow Closer to the Father. And our Father is pleased. I'd like to read a story before I close. A university professor challenges students with this question Did God create everything that exists? A student bravely raised his hand and says, Yes, he did. God created everything, the professor asked. Student replied, Yes, sir, he did. The 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 professor answered, If God created everything, then God created evil, since evil exists. And according to the principles of that works defines that who we are is like God. If God created evil, then we are evil. The student became quite, qu- quite quiet before such an answer. The professor was quite pleased with himself and boasted to all the students that he had proven once again that God did not exist and that faith is a myth. Another student raised his hand and he said, Professor, can I ask you a question? Of course, the professor replied. The student stood up and asked, Professor, does cold exist? Professor says, what kind of question is this? Of course, cold exists. Have you ever been cold? All the students snickered at, at this young man's question. Young man replied, in fact, sir, cold does not exist. According to the law of physics, what we consider cold is in reality an absence of heat. Every body or an object subsequent subsequent to study when it has transmitted energy in the heat or what makes the body or matter have transmitted energy absolute, an absolute 0 degrees is a total absence of heat all matter becomes inherent or incapable of reacting at that temperature cold does not exist we have created this word to describe and how we feel when there's absence of heat the student continued Professor, is there darkness? Professor says, Of course, there's darkness. Student replied once again, Sir, you are wrong. Darkness does not exist either. Darkness is, in reality, the absence of light. Light we can study, but not darkness. In fact, we can use Newton's prism to break white light into many colors and study the various wavelengths of each color. You cannot measure darkness. A simple ray of light can break into the world of darkness and illuminate it. How can you How can you know how dark a certain p- space is? You can measure the amount of light in, in its presence. Isn't this correct? Darkness is a term used by man to describe when there happens to be no light present. Finally, the student says again, so professor, let me ask you a question. Does evil exist? Now the professor uncertain Responds, of course exists. Didn't I just prove that earlier? And the student replies, evil does not exist, sir. Or at least it does not exist unto itself. Evil is simply the absence of God. It's just darkness and cold a word that man has created to describe the absence of God. God did not create evil. Evil is not like faith or love that exists just as does light or heat. Evil is in the result of what happens when a man does not have God's love present in his heart. It's like the cold that comes when there is no heat or the darkness that comes when there is no light a professor sat down and a student's name was Albert Einstein you have to have faith you can't see it yes it's going to be tough it's going to be a struggle it's not going to be easy but I challenge you <clears throat> discipline yourself and have faith round up the courage and reach out to him And trust him. And maybe, maybe he'll say to you Son or daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Now, maybe you're here this morning. And you've been struggling with your faith. You've been struggling. And it's it's hurt you and your relationship with God. And you want to correct that. You know, that's what a family does here at Rome. We support each other. We have each other's back. Let us pray for you. Let us help you. Or maybe this morning you're not a Christian. And it's something you've been thinking about. Doing. You've you've heard a voice in your head all along saying, do it today. Do it today, but you talk yourself out of it. Do it today. You don't know what tomorrow has for you. It's one of the best decisions you'll make your entire life. If you have a need, why don't you please come forward as we stand and sing?
2: Whosoever hears us shall shout the sound, spread the blessed light of the world around, tell the joyful news where every man is found. Who's the man Who's the man Who's the man the river Send a, a over him and him. the loving father the water home. Who's the, Who's the river Jesus is the truth, the only living way, who ever will, may come, who ever will, who ever will, may come.
6: Good morning everyone. I've got uh, a few announcements. We have uh, youth activities this week. July 25th, the Jelly Ball Battle. Am I saying that correctly? Okay. All right. I'm not sure what that is, but it sounds fun. Um, we'll be at the McAllister's. Uh, bring your Jelly Blaster. That sounds amazing, actually. Um, July 26th, Wednesday, is the Escape Room at 5 p.m., Uh, before Wednesday services, and then Saturday, July 29th, the Ford Hill Gathering at 6 p.m. at the Knapps House. Uh, Next Sunday is the last Sunday of the month, but it's also uh, Friends Day uh, with the potluck. So, as you know, we have, uh, as we like to call it, churchy church uh, that day. So, um, on our prayer list, we have uh, Joe and Sandy's granddaughter, please remember uh, Merritt, who's been diagnosed with uh, type 1 diabetes, Uh, Amber Spitzer, Jim Haney, Sean Maynard, and then uh, Jimmy Wilgus uh, handed this note uh, before services. He says, after a brief diagnosis of remission, the cancer has returned, and I will be going to Columbus, Ohio State, uh, for specialized treatment at the beginning of August. So we wanna keep Jimmy uh, in our prayers. Also, we have uh, several traveling uh, vacation, uh, this weekend and, and through the next few weeks. So we want to make sure we keep all those who are traveling in our prayers. If no other announcements, we will
1: let us please stand one more time. We'll sing hymn number 334 in the morning of joy. We'll sing the first two verses and then brother Dickie Parker, will have a prayer first two verses 334. <clears throat> When the trumpet shall
2: sound (laughs) and the dead shall arise and the splendors immortal shall envelop the skies, when the angel of death shall no longer destroy and the dead shall awaken in the morning of joy, in the.
7: let us pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for this day that you've given us, this day you've allowed us to come to here to gather, to worship you, to sing songs of praise to you, study from your word. Lord, we thank you that for the message that was given. Lord, we pray that we'll be able to apply it to our lives and have more faith in you. Lord, we pray that you'll be with all those that are sick and that have been mentioned. Lord, we pray that you'll be with Jimmy Wilgus as He undergoes his treatments and his scans. Lord, we pray that you'll be with the doctors and nurses that are caring for him. Lord, we pray that you'll be with us throughout this week, that we'll always be found to be looking to you and to lead others to you. Lord, again, we thank you for all the many blessings, and we thank you for your son and all that he did for us. Brett, you'll be with us and forgive us. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I don't know where Dickie was. I looked over like, I don't see
1: Dickie. Um, and, and, well, I, I kept
7: looking and I'm like, I don't see Dickie. And so I realized when nobody else was for board, I was like, I'm just going to go. Amen. I didn't
1: even look up. I just went through myself. No, I am yeah. not it. Right, so, yeah. I asked him, I said, you got that? Yeah, I got that. I'm there. Yeah. All yeah. right, <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks for the next week. Oh, awesome. no problem. I'm hey, you, that. You so. you no, no, I don't think I'm tonight. Because I don't think he's tonight. No. So, yeah.
7: Yeah, maybe, with, um, with yeah, maybe he's done, done it. So. I thought he probably did that. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. Uh, Hopefully that. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All <laughs>
3: So I got us having issues with the um, program that would just kind of hang. Like even, we couldn't be able to get, we couldn't close it down. Yeah. So I found this third party application called RKILLY. RKILLY? And I wanted to share it to him. So I made a folder on the server and moved it over to it, but I called the folder the closet. Shut up. <laughs>
2: No, it's got one.
1: What What you just said. neither
5: The same address?
2: That weird? Oh, really?
5: I don't think the computer back there necessarily has to be connected to duck line to bacon. currently no. It should not. Bit. Is the antenna strength not pretty weak?
6: It is. I don't know what's the issue with that because I just switched uh-huh. it over so I have to connect to that one.
5: Oh, so you're thinking at one point maybe it was trying to connect to other ones in the building potentially? Or was it for sure connected? Uh, you're not old enough to realize responsibility and problems. Does that make any sense? If you're eight years old and in a good family,
3: What did that? What was the second IP address that was listed there? Oh, the LAN. It's just making up one. That's the hard. One.
2: Okay.